0: get as obsessed as i am about these absolute legends of the mythological world welcome back i had the loveliest break and a very happy birthday i went to colchester zoo and saw anteaters which if you didn't know are my absolute favorite animal of all time so i was very very happy and i went on a lovely week-long road trip around the west coast of scotland as well went up into the highlands and had just the most gorgeous time and I have got a whole load of content to push out from my trip, so keep an eye out for that on all of my social media. But most importantly, we're back on the monsters, and this week we're heading over to Eastern Europe and looking at a fierce vampire-type creature who has made their way into modern media recently. Yes, we are talking about the Strigoi, Not the traditional vampire from Eastern Europe, because of course we have already covered them, but another adaptation of this blood-sucking monster that we all know and love. Of course, there are plenty of cultures with vampires in, and we'll most likely cover them separately if they have enough content, of course. But if you do want a good vampire summary, check out the vampire special I did back in October of 2021, but the Strigoi are a separate branch of vampires and they're mostly from the Slavic regions of Europe, such as Romania, Czech Republic, and Poland. The Strigoi are generally described as a spirit or demon, which usually present in a human form, but have vampiric features such as the bloodlust and aversion to sunlight. They are usually depicted as female spirits, and there are very few noted male Strigoi, but they are known to have two hearts, two souls, and two sets of teeth, and are avid sleepwalkers. Austrogoic crave blood, however most types are content on animal blood instead of human, although humans will satisfy them for longer of course. In terms of their appearance, whilst they're in their human forms, and we'll get onto more forms later, you can kind of pick one out because they'll have a bald spot on the top of their head. Of course don't go looking for any bald-headed person and a tail completely covered in hair. But are they like vampires in a typical sense? No, they are a little bit different. And before we go too hard into general descriptions, there are actually three different types of Strigoi and they're all a bit different. Firstly, there are the Strigoica, who are believed to be human women who had sold their souls to the devil. The black magic then turns her into a monster with a wolf-like snout, sharp teeth and the ability to walk on all fours like a dog. She hunts people in the woods during the day, imitating a crying child to attract lost travellers that she will then drain of all their blood. They also have a fondness of baby blood by night. They would do this by breaking into normal houses and just eating the babies straight out of the cradle. However, Slavic families would often leave decoy cradles with hawthorn dolls in order to kill the strigoi. Just in case. These Strigoi count more as witches more than as vampires and are completely living, there is no undeath to them at all. The second type is the Strigoi vieux, who are sorcerers who have gotten maybe a little bit too powerful, and in the process of doing so, destroy their physical body. They appear human most of the time and will only hunt animals, so if we're talking Twilight Sense, they're vegetarian. But this, of course, means that farmers, agriculture and livestock is all affected. You can pacify them with wheat and milk as an offering, but even the presence of them in farmland brings desolus to the ground. It's an absolute nightmare to get rid of. These Strigoi are again completely living vampires. They aren't undead in any way, completely human. And generally, they're not peaceful, so to say... But they are certainly more tolerant of humans. Lastly, and most dangerously, the Stragoi Mort or the Dead Strigger. These are the undead versions of this monster, which is really the one we all fear, and they rise physically from their grave after dying, returning to their families as if they've never died. It then feeds from their life source rather than physically until they die in their place. And they just pop their body back in the coffin where they came out of. Another potential cause for this type of Strigoi is if they died an unjust death, such as suicide, murder or starvation, and then they would physically return to get their revenge for their death, usually living in abandoned buildings or ruins to wait for the person they hold responsible. Now they do hold on to their humanity, So they are conscious and able to have conversations, very much like the typical Dracula vampires, and not the zombie-like style that it sounds like. In terms of powers, you can kind of imagine that they all have their separate skills, such as the Mort, they are very much the stereotypical vampire we think of, having superhuman strength, speed, very traditional. The Strigoi view having a magical wielding power, and the Acre kind of being more like dog creatures. Some can certainly turn into animals, they can walk in the daytime, go invisible, and of course they are immortal. Kind of general vampire stuff. It's also said that they sometimes can control the weather and stop rain to encourage drought, and that if it hails, it's God's punishment for them not allowing the clean fall of rain. So other than potentially the causes that we've mentioned, how else could you turn into a Strigoi? Well, you've either got that unjust death, you've got being a massive sorcerer and being very powerful, or selling your soul to the devil for those three traditional ones. Or you could just be born out of wedlock, dying from a witch's curse, dying before baptism, or even something as easy as having birth defects. As well as this, we have the very traditional if you are bitten, you could turn, but it's not really a case of turning, it's more you are likely to bleed to death and you could die with unfinished business, meaning you would turn into a Strigoi mort. It makes sense, it's a never-ending cycle. So I guess you can kind of be unavoidably turned into one by a complete accident, including being the seventh child of the same gender in one family which I think is pretty crazy, and of course you can't control that, so you're kind of destined from birth. Anyway, so how do you kill one? So this is as expected. Silver, garlic, steak through the heart, burning the corpse, holy water, sunlight, the usual. However, there is another way which is a little bit different. You can exhume the body and exercise it, which is a little bit different, but it's because this is more considered that you have a demon in you. This demon is the trigger, it's not you yourself. It's something possessing you to do these things through the means in which you became one. What about protection though? So you could arm yourself with all of these things, but you could also just bury a bottle of whiskey with the body or destroy the corpse. So then you could just do a cremation, but of course this was not very common way back when. You could also hammer nails into the body, put a flint in their mouth, scatter poppy seeds in the shape of a cross on their body, put a piece of paper with Jesus written on it under their tongue, and my personal favourite, slapping it across the face with your left hand. Not sure why it works, but it just does. Now on St George's Day, which falls in April, you could ask your boy pal to water your head so that you don't turn into one if you're a girl. So ladies, please do remember that. It's upcoming. I think it's the 24th. There is another story of their creation though, but this all came from modern media and it's that striga are caused by a curse and then are destined to be buried with their mothers and become the dog-like acer. They can be cured, But it's 50-50 as to whether the girl recovers, and she can also even relapse into the Strigger form. This one does purely come from modern media, I'll talk about the actual show later. It is not officially in the folklore. Now, onto etymology, you've heard me probably say two different names for this monster. Strigger and Strigoi. Technically, they're the same monster, but they are very often separated into two separate ones. I found it a lot easier to merge them into one for this episode, so I won't be covering the striga any further. They are immensely similar. Strigoi is also technically the plural of the verb that this word comes from. The verb it comes from is Romanian and Latin, astriga, which means to scream. Sometimes this is related to owls in the wild, but from the late Roman times, the word became associated with witches and owl-based omens. Now their history goes back to then too, but we don't really have many actual reports of them or their details. However, what we do know is that the first ever written report was in the late 1500s in Croatia, where a person was believed to be a strigoi and was decapitated by the village priest. I will say though that this was the first ever writing of vampire folklore, so we can put the strigoi in the first ever mentioned vampire book, recorded within any folklore history. Isn't that so cool? I think that's so cool. They were mentioned again by a Moldovan soldier in the 1710s, but they were much more associated with witches than they were with the blood-drinking vampires we know and love now. He also believed that vampires were just in Moldovan and Transylvanian folklore, which is cute but very narrow-minded. Bear in mind as well that Transylvania is not a myth. It's the central region of Romania So it does exist, and it's absolutely massive. If you've ever been to Romania, you've most likely been in the Transylvania region. It's not just a made-up place for vampire folklore. Transylvania does exist. (laughs) There are more modern sightings, such as one in 1856, where they were described as baby-praying vampires. And the way to prevent them getting to your child is to throw a rock behind you after the baby is born so that it goes into the mouth of the Strigoi to stop them ever biting down. Then, in 1909, Franz Hartmann, a famous German occultist, amongst many other things, reported that children from the Carpathian Mountains in Romania were going missing, and so the locals took it upon themselves to burn down the local castle to remove the potential Strigoi in the ruins. Of course around this time in 1897 we have the publishing of Dracula by Bram Stoker who was apparently inspired by the Strigoi Mort and started the vampire craze over the European and Western world. Following this vampire sightings and experiences increased tenfold but the Strigoi started to fall out of favour for the umbrella term vampire. However there were more sightings in the 1900s including an old man in Romania dying, and many of his family members following him to his death. They uncovered his body and found his face distorted and red, and so as a preventative measure, his body was burnt. Then again in 1989, during the Romanian Revolution, the corpse of a prominent communist dictator, Nicolae Sosescu, was not buried correctly and was believed to be a threat. Therefore, they carpeted his former apartment with garlic braids to prevent him from returning there. And lastly, in more modern times, in 2004, a woman in Romania claimed that her dead uncle had been visiting her in the nights, and that he was a strugoi. Her brother-in-law then set up a vampire hunting party, and they exhumed the body, tore out his heart, and burned the corpse. Then made the girl drink the ashes with water, The police actually ended up arresting them for disturbing the dead, and the family were given six months in jail. However, from that point onwards, all bodies nearby the village are buried with a stake in their heart as a preventative measure. You can look this up, it is still ongoing. Of course, we can see similarities with normal vampires for this monster, but a vampire is, as I said, very much an umbrella term for something that is vampiric in nature. There is a direct link to the Strix from Greek mythology here, which is that of an owl omen I mentioned earlier. I will be doing a full episode on this creature, but they are very much linked to vampires and witches like the Stragoyers, and you can certainly see the inspiration in the name too. There are loads of explanations for vampires within our culture. Of course, the normal one is Porphyria, which is a disease that makes you want to drink blood apparently, that sounds like my worst nightmare, but is usually the go-to excuse for the idea of vampirism. However, it is just a cultural phenomenon, we don't know why vampires really came into the limelight, and I think we're all very happy that they're here to stay. There's no particular background for the Stragoi within this, but as I said, they are the oldest ones, which does make them the coolest. Now, on to modern media, we do have a few specifically this week, but you'll probably notice some crossover here from usual vampire stuff too. For art, we have the Striga by Philip Gotowski for a spooky adaptation of the Strigoi. There's also a really cool one called Scrambles Amongst the Alps by Edward Wimper, and this is of the Notre Dame Cathedral Gargoyle, which is called La Striga, which is really cool. You can actually see it in real life. Otherwise, independent spooky art this week is a big recommendation my artwork that i used this week for my marketing is amazing i'm not sure who the artist is but have a look at the independent stuff this week in movies we have Strigoi, the addiction the breed ultraviolet underworld the vampire doll morbius i am legend the hamiltons blood red sky the last man on earth the omega man my best friend is a vampire Hotel Transylvania, and Justice League Gods and Monsters. For TV, we of course have The Witcher, which they make a massive debut in, really recommend that series of course, The Hexer, Supernatural, The Strain, Batman the Brave and the Bold, Ben 10 Omniverse, Batwoman, Doctor Who, Stargate Atlantis, Star Trek, Castlevania, American Dragon Jake Long, and Vampire Academy. In video games, we have ones such as The Witcher, Castlevania, Warhammer, Blaze Blue, Bloodborne, Cursed Fables, Eternal Champions, Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty, Rimworld, Shadow Hearts, and Toohoo Project. My book recommendation this week is Encyclopedia of Vampire Mythology by Teresa Bain for a great summary of the history of vampires in folklore, or A History of the Vampire in Popular Culture, Love at First Bite by Violet Fenn, for the same. And lastly, Vampire Forensics, Uncovering the Origins of an Enduring Legend, by Mark Collins Jenkins, is another really good one for these monsters. I do really recommend all of these. But now it's time for... Do I think they existed? Much like vampires, they are a tricky one, because they're super cool, but do I think zombies are roaming around the hallowed halls of Romania and Eastern Europe? Probably not. And as much as it's generalist to call Strigoi zombies, I think it's also that to call them vampires. They are this weird hybrid, and that automatically makes me judge their existence. Although I do respect the impact that they've had on culture and history, as well as introducing the supernatural to a wider audience from actually a pretty small part of the continent of Europe. With Strigoi specifically, The idea that vampirism can be within a living organism like the chupacabra is pretty wild, and I do really like the idea. However, it seems to me like potentially another way to demonise women within a time where it was impossible to defend yourself against superstition, and where you can openly desecrate a grave. The idea of this part of vampirism is pretty crazy, because imagine being stuck with a stake in your body and you were like completely cool and like, These people in that tiny village are really getting the raw end of the deal here. But what do you think? Did the Stragoya feed on the people of Eastern Europe? Let me know on Twitter, I would love to know what you think. A super monster this week though, I can't believe that there was so much content on this actually. I had a horrible feeling when I was scheduling this that I would struggle to get away with this from the vampire folklore section, but I think we've managed it. Next week, though, we're heading over to Sri Lanka for the first time and looking at another demon, which we all love, right? I bloody hope you do, because we're going to be focusing on the king of demons, the Mahasona, next Thursday. So please, come prepared for an exorcism. It would really help me out. For now, thank you so much for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give it a rating on the service you are listening on. I've got the Twitter for any questions or suggestions on what monsters to cover next, and I'd really love to hear from you. The social media handles for TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram are Myth Monsters Podcast, and the Twitter is Myth Monsters Pod. But all of our content can always be found at mythmonsters.co.uk, and you can find us on Good Pods, Buy Me A Coffee, and Patreon if you want to help me fund the podcast too. Come join the fun though, share this with your pals, they might love me as much as you do, but for now... Stay spooky, and I'll see you later, babes.